Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, here alongside my co-host, Harrison Hymans, for our end-of-season review, part one. Bolt, welcome, mate. How are we? To put it lightly, we needed some time off. We've taken some time off. Now we're back decisions from the list management team are coming through quick and fast some delisting some re-signing some rumors of players being told to explore their options there's a lot going on and we're going to get to all of that so for those tuning in this is part one of our 2022 season review the way we're going to do this is we are going to analyze each individual player's season in this first installment and in part two, Nick Wishart, the great man who is so involved with the football club and does some incredible things with the cheer squad. Uh, he runs the cheer squad. He's going to be joining us for part two, where we uh, talk about some of the more burning questions, you know, trade rumors, players delisted, play, you know, it, it, part two will probably be, um, yeah, a little bit more relaxed, but this is going to be each player analyzed. Yep. And uh, yeah, should we kick it off, Bolt? Let's go. So, we're going to go in number order here. Yep. Makes things a bit easier to follow on with. Yes. Jack Silvani, well, first play to analyze. Yeah. Well, he and had it. Yeah. I was just going to say, we'll give our we'll give our opinion on each player and then we'll give them a rating out of 10 for the season. Nice. Um, well, he had a great year, I think, as a whole. I think he took his game to another level. He's found his niche. You know, he had some games where he, he just works so hard around the ground, doesn't he? And he almost became that second Ruckman, really, on a full-time basis through absence. And then we, when we, once we got all three Ruckman back, we found out the right mix of plays was probably when he was one of them in the team. Yes. But he, you know, he's just... Uh, what a player he is, isn't he? As in just work rate, just what he brings to Carlton is... Yeah, it's, it's immeasurable, really. It is. And he's... Yeah. He's just one of those guys who... He's one of the first players on the team sheet. And I know, you know, I know he obviously got dropped once this year, but he's uh he's heart and soul blue bagger. And uh there's not much more to say really when it comes to Jack Silvani, just apart from heaping the praise on him for his season because he had a really good one. Um He did. And and I guess it, it was a severe it was probably we'll probably speak about this more of Wishart, I think. But him being dropped was such a you know, if you look back on it now, it was actually such a significant moment in the season. Oh, it was an astronomical it, moment. It in really the season. was. We'll touch on that later, though. Mm. You know, just in maybe what it meant to the group, and because we didn't win a game after that. But um, no, personally, I think he had a great season overall. Yeah, I agree. I'll I'll give a rating first for this one. Um, and yeah, don't all jump at me once. The ratings might make a bit more sense once we've gone through every player, so we get a fair idea. So we're idea. rating them purely on the 2022 season output? Yeah, out of 10. And, and, and are we rating them based on what we expected of them coming in? or? Well, I'll give you an example. I think Patrick Cripps had a 9.5 out of 10 season. Yep. 
So, I mean, that's what I'd be rating him. Yep. Okay. Um, spoiler alert. But so yeah, Sauce. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a seven. Yep. And I and I I think it's probably on the lower end for him. He could have easily got like a an eight. But no, I'm gonna give him a seven just because I think he's got more gears that he can go to. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I think he can. He. I, I mean, you know, you look at his season, and we've got to run through the stats, you know, because. He kicked a lot of goals. He obviously played a lot in the ruck towards the last month of the season. They even threw him down back occasionally. But you look at his stats for this year, he kicked 17 goals, averaged 14 disposals. See, I think he's got gears to go to that is greater than that. Like, I think he has a 30-40 goal season in him. So... Yeah, that would be huge. As in, I I don't know if he's got necessarily that in him. I think it's just... Well, if he doesn't play full... If he doesn't play in the ruck... Yeah, but I think he will going forward. But we'll see. If he, if look, if he's having a 30-40 goal year, that's remarkable. See, I'm giving him a seven out of ten. I actually think I'm going to do my ratings with all things considered. So it's actually going to alter as to the player because I think some players deserve a really high rating. But you know, when you standardise their performance to other players in the team, mm. they're not close to their levels. But I think I'm going to rate like the personal season of these players. Okay. I'm going to give Silvani an eight because I thought yeah. he had a ripping season. I really do. Yeah, so do you mean like Silvani might get an 8, but someone who didn't have a, as good of a season might get a higher rating? Is that what you're saying? If it was just like they imp- took such significant strides personally okay, during the Okay, I get what you're year. saying. You so, know, it, it's, this is a rating of all things considered yeah. for that player. So then I would probably give Silvani an 8 then if we're going on that criteria. Oh, welcome to the club. Yeah, but I, I'm going to stick with my 7. Okay. All right, Paddy Dow. Um, and just by the way, we'll just for those who... May not be across everything. Jack Silvani, he played 21 games this year, one of them being the sub, and then he missed one with, was it an injury? Or? Yeah, he didn't make the trip to Perth in yes. round six. Yes, so plays 21 games. Paddy Dow, season 2022, he only played four games. Uh, I believe two of them yep. were not, two of them were sub games. Yeah, so he played against Collingwood in Brisbane, the first Collingwood game in Brisbane at the Gabba. Yeah. It was a dire season for Dow at AFL level. He's he's look he's found it he's made he made his mark in the reserves, mm. but unfortunately in year five on our senior list you know you've got to start thinking maybe that just is his level because he really didn't prove I know he only had two opportunities to get it but in a really strong midfield you've got to take those opportunities by the scruff of the neck and he just couldn't and didn't nine disposals um, he averaged across those games and didn't kick a goal um, yeah and. Look, let's speak... I actually it. feel like he would have averaged more because f- did you... Because that's oh, probably including the sub. Oh, true, true, true. He can true, get yeah, his yeah. hands on the ball. It's just he's not nearly clean enough. Yeah. And I, I just don't think he's strong enough on the ball. I, I just don't think there's an AFL player in there, unfortunately. And I know I've been saying it for years now, but, you know, come on. So we're going to speak about some rumours that we've heard now. Not 100% certain how true all of this is, but... We've heard that he's been told to explore his options. Now, he's got one year left on his contract, so he's going to play at the club next year if he doesn't get traded, unless they decide to terminate his contract, which I can't see them doing. Uh, But, Bolt, the fact that we've heard that he's been told to explore his options, what does that say to you? Do you feel like there's any coming back? Can he come back to the club if he doesn't get a trade? Um, Look, I think if he's told to explore his options, I think he will find a suitor. And I just think... I think on a personal note for him, it's a great move. Get a fresh start, clean slate. And I think for us, it's a good move. As in, the temptation of playing him is something I don't like because he's 
proven time and time again that he can't play a full AFL game no, I to an adequate level. That. So I've got no issues with it. And which what what do you think it'd be worth? Oh, not a lot. Third round pick, tops. Mm. Tops. As in, he's been in the system for five years now. As in, I don't think he, he doesn't have much value at all. I'm pretty sure two of his last three seasons, he's played two games in each of those. So, mm. no, he's 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 just not there. Uh, well, I mean, how can you rate someone like this? Yeah, like, well, I don't anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I think oh. for someone who's played, yeah, look, I, I'm not going to give a rating for this one. Oh, I. I am. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say one. If that makes you sleep better at night, mate, then... <laughs> well, this might be the last time we speak about Paddy Dow on a podcast, so... No, this, is, we'll... this is a lot of emotional attachment here. No, 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 we'll... I think he'll stick around. Yeah, well, we heard that he wants to stick around. Which I respect, because it's probably not the best thing for his footy right now. Mm. But we'll see what happens. He had a good VFL season. He did. He had a great VFL season, but, you know, this is an AFL football club, so we'll wait and see. Uh, the next player, the great man, Jesse Motlop. We we love him at the show. He's one of our absolute favourites. Um, Bolt came into the side first year in the AFL system, and you look at his, his numbers, you know, 12 games played in his first year. He averaged a goal a game. I think he averaged something like 15 pressure acts a game, just... Some crazy numbers, two tackles, two marks a game. He, for me, um, in my opinion, had a great first season. Yeah, uh, he exceeded all expectations. I think when you bring in a very raw, fresh, you know, forward pocket to the club, I don't think there were much expectations going into year one for him. And he he took his opportunity with both hands, really. He was great. And, you know, uh, he'll be a mainstay in that team going forward. I think he showed more than enough because you know play it's a very hard position to play early on and he's still really slight so he'll fill out a bit you know he'll learn how to use his body in contests that'll mm. come naturally but he showed glimpses beyond what we could have expected and hoped for so very happy with his year no I'm, I, I couldn't agree more I think that he's got what it takes to become a very good AFL footballer same and I'm actually see on, on you know with all things considered like I'm going to rate his season an eight and a half yeah, I'm going to give him, yeah, an 8 out of 10. I think he should be really happy with his season. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's move on. Lockie O'Brien, he's just earned a two-year deal to stick around until the yep. end of 2024. Well-deserved, and I'll tell you what. I think it's very well-deserved. His highlights package was it was great. I'm sure it would be. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it would be amazing. I, I didn't actually watch it, but no, I made a tweet basically saying that you know, if you don't think he deserved a two-year contract, you were obviously watching the footy with a blindfold on this year. Mm. As in, he had some down weeks. You know, I, I didn't love his last six weeks as a whole, but, you know, for the majority of the season, he's crucial. You know, we've, when someone can distribute the ball like that, there's a spot for them on a list. I don't care either way. Yeah. Because it's that good. Um, and yeah, he probably has to become more consistent. Probably, he, look, he's not the full package. He probably never will be. But I thought he had it, considering he was delisted last year, put on the yeah. rookie list, I thought he had a great season. And, you know, he played the majority of games. Um, he did. He played... No, but he played at a, like, he, he played at quite a good level for, you know, most of them. I would say he probably had a handful of off games, but he ended no up playing doubt. 19. Yeah. Uh, averaged 18 disposals. 
He kicked five goals for the year. Yeah. Hit the scoreboard. He had nine behinds. He's hitting the scoreboard. He's attacking. He averaged five marks a game. He averaged four score involvements and three inside 50s a game. Yeah, for me, I look at that and I go, yep, he's had a great year. So uh, a rating for Lockie O'Brien, Mr. Bolt? I'm going to say a seven. I was really impressed. You know, I'm a big fan. I've got a lot of time for him. Yeah, I'm going to say from where he came from, he's never been a best 22 player at the club. Yep. Maybe in his first year of football yeah, yeah. when it doesn't really count, but I'm actually going to go with an eight. Yeah, I, I think he, he he should be really impressed with this season because I think there were some games which we actually wouldn't have won without him. I think the main one being that game on the road at GWS. He was exceptional that day. He kicked a massive goal. Yeah, I don't think we win that without him. I reckon he was unbelievable in round one. Sorry, in against the Bulldogs in round two. Yeah, oh, the game that sprung to mind was the Freo game at Marvel. Oh, it was brilliant that day yeah, as well. He played really, really well. He had a good year. He had some, I can tell you his down games. It was terrible in Perth against West Coast. You know, a few games like that. Wasn't great in Adelaide. No. Wasn't good in Brisbane. No. He didn't have a great ending to the year, but I think as a whole, mm. he can hold his head up high. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. So the big money recruit now at number five, Adam Chera. Adam Chera averaged... Uh, so firstly, he played 18 games for the year. Yeah. Averaged 23 disposals, kicked five goals... Uh, averaged five tackles a game, five score involvements a game, four marks, five inside 50s, four clearances. So he had a great year by the numbers. Um, I'll ask you your thoughts on his season. There's, act- there's there's about six or seven really, really good games that spring to mind where he played really, really well. But the, the thing with Chero is if he's not playing really, really well, there's a really big gap between that performance and what else comes with it I think is it fair to say he can sort of get lost a bit he can get a bit lost and how many does it say how many score involvements he averages do you have those numbers yeah yeah I just said I think it was four or five a game he averages five score involvements okay, a game so that's more than I would have thought because like you know you, you watch a lot of Carlton highlight chains or whatever and he doesn't always appear in him the thing but- is with Chera like and I'm sorry to interrupt but I think he had some games. So he only kicked five goals for the year. Yeah. But he had two two goal games. Like he had a I think he kicked two in round one against Richmond. Or was it not? When when did he kick two? He kicked one against Richmond. Oh. Well, he kicked he, two against Collingwood in the last round. Yeah. I am not sure. I don't I don't know, but, but he I just feel like there were sort of some moments this season where he almost took us on our on his back. No, I like led from the front. He he played some Unbelievable games for us. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. And you know what? Once again, it's only his fifth year of footy. He's 22 years old. I was going to say, he's really young. It was his first year at the club. And he had, you know what? He got, he copped COVID early. Then he did his hammy in round 13 and missed a few weeks. And we sent him to the back pocket against St Kilda. He lacked a bit of continuity. And then he did his adductor and missed the Melbourne game. So he lacked a bit of continuity in his first year at the club. But... As in, we've seen how good his best was, and it was scary. You know, you got to just got to look at the last game again. You know, yeah. It was scary good. Yeah. And he played a really good game against Hawthorne in round three, which comes to mind in the game in Perth and the first Collingwood game. He's had some really good games for us. Yeah. So going forward, I, I've got no issues no, with him. He, we just probably need a bit more output, would you he's, say? He's the furthest thing from a worry. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. No, no, no. We've got to play there. Rating? Uh, I'm going to give him a seven. I was going to go six. Okay. See, I'll give him a 7 out of 10. I just think there was some moment. And, and and once again, you know, I'm looking at players who win us games 
And there are a few games this year which I simply don't think we win if he doesn't play. And round one is one of them. Yeah, he was we can't we can't forget his first game for this football no, no, club. I'll, it was I won't. It was my favourite game of the year. <laughs> All right, Bolt. Uh, Zach Williams. He obviously had a disappointing season on the injury front, only managing to play uh, nine games for the year. Uh, but he averaged twenty disposals in those nine games, and I think he. Fi- I think the fact that he played that last game of the season was really important because, firstly, he was fantastic. Thought it was probably his best game for the year the last round against Collingwood. Um, but yeah, good to see him sort of, I guess, get back on the park before the season ended. He averaged four score involvements a game from the back yeah. pocket. Yeah, That's the stat that stands out to me. Um, four marks a game, five rebound 50s a game. So I think that I think there was certainly an improved Zach Williams this year compared to last year. Oh, undoubtable. I'm not a massive rep for him, but he had, he had a good year. Um, I think they cleaned him up a little bit or they kind of held him back a little bit from being this really I'll put it to you this way the weapon became Saad on a full time basis yeah. and Williams became the sous chef which yeah. is exactly how it should be yeah no I think it was, Williams can defend is it fair to say it was it was really well coached his yeah, year yeah it was very well managed yeah um, I actually yeah, so when Williams was on the park he actually played quite well except he missed about 13 weeks yeah correct but, so it's hard to rate someone like that because I actually thought he was playing good footy but, you know, I guess in terms of the grand scheme of things, I'll, I'll give him a six. It's yeah, tough because, you know, he got injured. As in if he as plays, we're going to have the same thing with McGovern. It's tough because when he was in the team, oh, McGovern no, no. was playing really well. It was in if, it's, but so I'll but say McGovern's this. the love child of this podcast. <laughs> so. if, we, if we give Williams a rating on, you know, the nine games he played alone, ignoring the fact he got injured, he'd be getting higher than a six. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I'm going to agree. I also was going to give okay, him a cool. six. Uh, Matt Kennedy. Oh, the floor's yours, pal. Well, this one, I'm just going to reel off some stats. Don't mind me. He played 17 games this year, averaged 24 disposals, kicked seven goals. Uh, he went at 73% disposal efficiency as well. He averaged six score involvements a game, five marks, four tackles, five clearances, four inside 50s, nine out of 10, straight to the rating. I'm giving him a nine out of 10 for his season because I thought... I actually can't tell you a bad game he played. He had a great season. He was just someone that always... He was he's such a reliable player. I was going to say, like, he turned into Mr. Reliable. Just great overhead. Very good year. Yeah, no, he had a great He had a great year. Like... What would you give him? I gave him a nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a... Yeah. Come on, join me. No, I... Welcome I, to the dark side. Yeah, I'm joining you. Nine? He had a great year, yeah. yeah nine he, out of ten, love he it. He did, he did. He was also like you know on football scrap heap twenty four. Hang on, he got delisted. I know. No, he, was he delisted last year or the year before? No, the year before. Yeah, we and then he finished bets. the yeah, second yeah. half of the season really yeah. strongly. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No. He, he was brilliant. He's clearly in our first mix of midfielders. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I've, I think yeah. I've said it a few times. He's he's probably my favourite player. And he would have been really handy to have in those that final fortnight. He would have. Yeah. It would have been huge. I, I feel like you don't lose that Collingwood game if he plays. Yep. Really, though? No, I know, I know, I know. The thing... I, I've got to speak a bit more about him because the thing okay. the thing that I love about Matt Kennedy is not what pe- people might look at the disposals and his in and under work, but I actually love that he has a presence around the ground, so he takes marks in contests. Yeah, it's huge. He's an amazing overhead mark, 
And he's just one of those players that puts his body on the line. And sometimes it's, you know, he gets injured by doing it. And it's, you know, that's how he initially got injured in that game in Adelaide was, I think he broke his jaw or something or whatever it was, putting his body on the line. But yeah, I mean, there's just so much. He's he's one of the most likable players on our list, I think, just the way he goes about it. And just a special mention, his game against, well, there were two. He was the, he was the Marvel Stadium King. He's, I think his games at Marvel this year were unbelievable. Round two against the Bulldogs, he took some ridiculous marks in the corridor yep. in that early part of the game. He was brilliant against the Swans and against Fremantle as well. I think those are the three games he was yeah. exceptional. Well, round one, he was epic. Yeah, true. Well, he was yeah. epic in the first game. Yeah. Definitely that Sydney game, he was huge. And I, he, he played really good footy this this year. Yeah. He nice. did. It's a nine for Matt Kennedy. Um, and... Yes, well, we move on. Let's get on with it. Oh, this one will be quick. Lockie Fogarty. Um, tough one. He only played, what? Two games? Three games this year, I think. Oh, he was the sub in one of them. He was the sub, yeah. So he, so, he played round two and round four, and let's be honest, you've got to have a pretty good memory to remember he played them. Mm, so he only averaged the eight disposals. Um, didn't do a whole heap. So we'll speak about this more with Nick in yeah. the next part of this show, but I, I think... I think there's rumours that he initially signed on a three-year deal, so he might have a year left on his contract. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what will happen with Lockie Fogarty, but... I'm not sure. He's hit a real roadblock. I'm going to give him a rating of a one. Mm, I'm not going to... I mean, I can't rate him. He only played, what, two games? I feel like I relish these situations. You do. You do. I just don't think there's anything to gain out of rating his season, because let's be honest, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, like, is. it was a one. Oh, I <laughs> don't need to say it was a one to... I'll say it for you. All right, Paddy Cripps. Um, Captain Fantastic. 28 disposals he averaged. He kicked a goal a, <laughs> when did a, goal a game, Bolt. Um, he averaged seven score involvements, five tackles, eight clearances, four inside 50s, four marks, uh, and 100% brilliance in all those games. Patrick Cripps... Did you just re- make that up on the spot? What? 100% brilliance in all those games? Yeah, just made That is up. the corniest thing you've ever said. Well, I just had to sneak it in there. I want to unhear that. <laughs> um, Patrick Cripps returned to he the league. He did return. Because it was a bit of an underwhelming 2020 and 2021 for him. A bit? By his, yeah, it was. Very. You know, there were question marks whether he could ever return to his best form yeah. or whether his body was just cooked. He was incredible. And he, he was incredible. Yeah, he was just... It was monstrous, the season. And he could very well have a, a medal around his neck in a couple of weeks' time because I'm giving him a real chance at winning the Brownlow. Yep. Um, he was very stiff on the MVP night not to get anything. Yep, vice-captain of the All-Australian team. Very big honour. I mean, I, I thought he should have been a shout to win the MVP. I thought he should yeah. have been a shout to get the captain of the year, that Pendlebury one, yeah. which is fair. Yeah. You know, the Pies have done well. Um, but yeah, no, there were a few vo- there were a few things that I thought he'd get. Anyway, he, he was just amazing. There's only one rating to give Patrick Cripps, yeah. and that is a ten. Yeah, it has to be. He just and I said it was going to be a nine point five. Yeah, it was a bit of a spoiler alert. It was a teaser, but no, it's a ten. How can you give him anything but a ten? No, nah, he just had a super year. Just put us on like our I'm back sorry and- if if that season doesn't is if that's not a ten, then what is? No, I know. And what you know, and the way the season finished. The way he was playing and the way the team went at the very end, uh, what a motivator for him to come back even hungrier next year. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he'd be getting desperate now because we're close. Mm. It's not quite there yet, but he was amazing. You know, you couldn't have asked for more from our captain. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, moving on, H. Herschel. 
Well, Herschel was Batman in 2021. He won the Coleman medal, All-Australian full forward, and he became the Robin this year, didn't he? Yes. With the return of Charlie. Played 19 games, kicked 45 goals, if you don't mind, Herschel. Um, yeah, wow. What an incredible... And you know what? Absolutely ridiculous that he wasn't in the Australian squad. An absolute... No, no. Nah, ridiculous. No. Not the I team. No, Not no, the no, team. No, I heard you. I think that's... No, I, I didn't expect him to be in the squad. Kick 45 goals. I know he did, but he... No. Okay. No. Oh, no, I can definitely handle that. But he, he had a pretty good year, didn't he? Well, the thing which I liked about his year was he sort of took some game-saving marks. Well, yeah. He, against Port on, Adelaide yeah. and Hawthorne, he basically saved both games for us. Yeah. Taking those big marks on the wing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him... I'm going to give him a... Well, last year he got his 10 out of 10 season. Yep. I'd say probably an 8.5. I was going to say a 7. It's very harsh. It is a bit harsh because I do like Herschel. He just annoyed me a bit this year. Well, that's a bit ridiculous. What did he, why did he annoy you? He just... I don't know. So I really like him. And I think he's a really good player. He just sometimes annoys me. And it's not the goal kicking. It's just... Sometimes he's a bit stupid. I don't know why. There were just games where I thought, oh, Herschel again. I don't know. I don't know. He did have a good year. Like, seven's good. It's well above average. Yeah. All right. It's just the way I saw it. Okay. Well, won't be asking you. Um, <laughs> all right. Mitch McGovern. He only got on the park to play seven games this year, but boy, oh boy, was in our best in all seven games that he played. Oh, we've been waiting for the day. So... I don't know if you listened to his post-season like, I interview. Oh, so, I listened to anything with Mitch McGovern. In so, it. essentially, it was him that actually went to the coaches and said, try me down back. It was me. I Instagrammed him. <laughs> Mitch McGovern. So, first two rounds of the season was absolutely exceptional. I had yep. him top three on the ground in both. Yep. Then he obviously has that injury, which, you know... It was, it was almost too typical. Yeah, like, it was. Finally, we get something out of this I think, guy. I think he even said it was just like, yep, you know, it's the way it goes. And then he redid it halfway in, didn't he? Or Yeah, so then he got... So he was he initially meant to be it. out for like eight weeks, 10 weeks. Ended up missing like 15 weeks. Um, but came back and he only played the one VFL game. And we were sort of thinking that's a, a little skeptical, bit... Yeah. yeah, a little bit odd. Maybe he should have played a bit more. But no, he was absolutely unbelievable when he came back into the side again. Uh, Mr. Interceptor, he was incredible. An amazing disposer of the ball. And, you know, for the seven games that he played in isolation, I have to give him a nine. But for his season as a whole, as we did with Zach Williams... I think it's a 7 yeah, out of 10. I'll, I'll match you on both counts. He was terrific when he played. and He's going to be such an important pillar going into next year. Yeah, he definitely he is. He should be very proud. He's rejuvenated his career. He's given himself more legs. And once again, I just love the fact we're playing him to his strengths. Couldn't agree more. Um, no, he's been brilliant. All right, let's move on. This one's going to certainly split opinions, you'd think. Mr. DeConing uh, played 19 games this year, an average of 11 disposals. Kicked four goals for the year, averaged 17 hitouts, three clearances, two inside 50s, two tackles, three marks. Bolt, do you want to touch on Mr. DeConing's year? I think I was right. Elaborate for those first-time listeners of the show. Well, I wasn't. I just kept saying 
Not going forward, because I think there's a place for him in this team in some capacity. But for the sake of season 2022, which is what we're reviewing, I didn't think he was a viable ruck option going forward for the sake of this season. And I feel like I was vindicated. He didn't play the most, the two most important games at the back end of the year. And he wouldn't have played the final if we made it. Mm. So, I, I don't think my opinion's that outrageous. I think it was agreed upon by the club. Um, he had some really good games and he's young again. So, you know, I don't... Ex- and I've always said I don't expect him to be this big, bulky, like, monster in the ruck. But I expect him to at least use this, you know, talked about aerobic capacity and put his ruckman in vulnerable situations that he doesn't want to be in. And I just never saw that intent. His best game clearly for the club was against West Coast. Over yeah. in West Coast, he was terrific that day. But they'll, they'll just... He just annoy. I just don't think he's mastered the ruck craft yet and it's not necessarily the hit out the the stoppage work it's more the rest that goes with it but yeah look I think you know when we go into season 2023 I'm not against having him as the number one ruckman with another summer under his belt but I just kept saying for the sake of this year he's just not it Mm. would you agree like uh, it's hard to disagree it's hard to disagree because at the end of the day like, well, I'll put it to you this way. At the end of the day, they ended up going with Pitternet when it mattered. So it's hard to disagree. Um, I'm going to say that I think, yeah, uh, it's such a tough one to analyze. I think he's got a big 2023 coming up. Needs to be really good next year. Needs to needs to break out more so than he did this year and needs to be consistent. So I'm going to give... Did he break out? Well, it was his first season, you know, being the number one ruck. He probably took strides. I don't think he's broken out. No. Because if that's his version of breaking out, then he's not a player. I'm going to give him a 5 out of 10. Just, I think, I think when you go, I think when you look at the season as a whole, you go, he had some really good games, he had some really big moments, but in the grand scheme of things, he was taken out of the team for an underdone, injured Mark Pittenet. And, yeah, I think in the big games, De Koning didn't stand up as much as we possibly would have liked him to have. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, being harsh. Yeah. It's being harsh. I'm going to give him a four and a half. I'm going to give him a five uh, and definitely leaning towards the six rather than the four. But, yeah, I'm going to give him a five. Uh, Liam Stocker, now this one is just... Whew. The most brutal of the listings that I can remember as a member and supporter of this football club. Um, oh, 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 okay. So we were mates a while ago. Did this delisting shock you more than the decision to offload Troy Menzel? Um, yes. It did. Because when, when that decision to offload Troy Menzel came about, I was a wreck, mate. I couldn't believe it. I know. Oh, you've been, well, don't bring up those messages. Have you been crying or... No, no, no. I'm just saying... Been okay? When they, when they traded Troy Menzel, it made no sense to me. Yeah. But what I can sit back and say is that at least we got stuff for him. Yeah. This decision to delist Liam Stocker is just... It's mind-boggling. It's completely mind-boggling in my opinion. I mean, I know that, you know, the, the list manager, you know, and the, the, the list management team would have 
spoken to all the clubs and seen if there was anything, any clubs who were interested in taking him, they wouldn't have delisted him unless they were offered nothing for him. Yeah. So that says something. But I don't know. You know, this is a guy who we thought had an amazing year last year. Yeah, I was we, wrapped with it. We thought, and you know, he won our Best Young Player of the Year award yeah. last year. Um, when he did his syndesmosis in the preseason, we were saying how big of an out it was and yep. we were saying we're in strife. Um, and if you look at the guy's career, I've got to go to your tweet because you made a very good tweet about Liam Stocker's career and just how up against it he really was because, well, let's get the tweet up. Let's get the tweet up. Um, so you, you're a pretty harsh man, but you even said that this was, yeah, very, very harsh. Um this was your oh, I've got the tweet. tweet. Okay, can you so read it I, out? I said something which I hope the list management team put into perspective when delisting. Four years of footy, three coaches, a COVID-interrupted season where he took no place. Not many players have it smooth, but this is mission impossible for an 18-year-old to walk into unless you're Sam Walsh. Now... Yes. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. Look, uh, this let- is where I sit with Stocker. <clears throat> yeah. The delisting is very, very stiff. It is so stiff. If we're going to... the, I'll tell you where I have an issue with it. I know where they're coming from. If you look at what happened in season 2022, it probably was worth delisting. It was a terrible season. It really was. Mm. As in, there was a point in the season where the back line was so decimated and they still preferred to play Jack Nunes in the back pocket ahead of him. I get it. But for me, the way I see it and the way I would have handled things is we saw how important he can be the year before. So I think off the back of that, that probably deserved him to get another year just to reassess and see how he went. Because if this decision happened in 12 months' time off the back of a similar season, I don't think many people would have an issue with it. No. Uh, It's incredibly stiff. It really is. is. There's no two ways about it. I don't necessarily think it's the wrong decision. I just think it's incredibly stiff. It's just... And I hope it was... It's really hard to know. I, I, I get where they're coming from. I, 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 th- like, I think I know where they're coming from. You know, he probably is just in such an in-between state of things in terms of positions, but you let him work that out for himself and you let him fight for that spot back. Uh, so I think it's a bit unfair. He hasn't been given the right of response to Boyd and Newman and Williams mm. and these. I think that's a bit unfair, but it's a ruthless game, isn't it? Also, the way I see it is... Like, he's the youngest of that crop. Like, I mean, Nick Newman's late 20s. He wouldn't have more than three or four years left in him. Um, I don't know. Saad's obviously on the older side. Like, I don't know. Liam Stocker's just significantly younger than those players. But anyway, I think we, we look at what Sam Edmonds said, and, and you've got to... You've got to, I guess, acknowledge this because Sam Edmonds usually bang on with everything that he says. He doesn't get much wrong. And he said, there's nothing sinister about this. It is as simple as just, it's a, it's a simple delisting where he basically, the club saw that he was never going to be able to play in the midfield. They don't think he has the capacity to ever build a tank to go into the midfield. And when it comes to the back line, he's not quick enough for the level and he's not, he doesn't dispose of the ball well enough. And it's hard to disagree with those attributes, mm. but I, I feel like he deserves. No, I just, I, yeah, himself. I just think, you know, four years in the system, two of them were COVID affected. One of them, he didn't play a game. The other one where he did play, he was in the hub. Also, he had a great season last year being in the hub. 
No, he was great. And I, then, I was very impressed so, with him last so, year. So you take... The, well, you we, take weren't, we weren't really in the hub last year because we were playing in Victoria. Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah. So, so his four seasons, two COVID-affected, and, and then his fourth year, he came into with a syndesmosis injury, so no, didn't no. have a preseason. He's had an incredibly... It's an incredibly harsh decision. It really it's, is. To me, it's just unforgivable. It's, it's almost unforgivable. I don't really think... I'll, we'll speak more about it with Nick, but yeah, it, it's harsh. We'll move on. Well, what do you give his season? Oh, Stocker? Yeah. Well, he wasn't very good when he played. I'm probably going to give him a four and a half. I was going to give him a two and a half. He okay. wasn't very good. See, I thought his last two weeks were good. They were okay, yeah. And And if you're a football club... You're looking at the moments like that to see who stood up when it mattered. Yeah. I I think he stood up. Am I being an idiot? Like, no, I think he being, stood no, up. you're not being an idiot. I think he stood up in those last two games when it really mattered. I didn't have an issue with him in that, in that final fortnight. But, you know, I look at the North game and the Sydney, the Sydney game was terrible. The Collingwood, first Collingwood game was terrible. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah. We'll, all right. I'm sure he'll be a big talking point all summer. Well, we don't have a number 14, but we do have a number 15. Shit, yeah. And before we speak about his season, I'm just going to give him his rating. It's a 9 out of 10. Well, I'm going to give him a 10. Going to give him a 10? It has to be. I didn't. I remember sitting here maybe this time, maybe about Christmas time last year, and when we're writing your Carlton Best 22 for the upcoming year, you weren't even considering the thought of picking Sam Doherty because I think we just accepted that, yeah, we're probably going to lose one from the list. Mm. So the fact that not only did he get healthy, the fact that not only he played, the fact that not only he played all 22 games, but the fact that he played the majority of those 22 games at an extremely high level is yeah. just huge. Yeah, it's a 10. I, I was going to, I mean, the it, reason I didn't give him a 10 was because like Cripps was possibly best player in the competition. So that's why I gave him a 10. But no, when you say it like that, and you've just reminded me, yeah, it's it's a ten, it's a ten out just, of ten season. The whole season for him, on a personal note, is incredible. He had a couple of down, he had a down period in like the second third of the year, but <clears> his last two games going through the middle were quite sensational. Um, he should be very, added a string to his bow you know, as well. He should be very proud of himself. Yeah, no, there's not much more to say about the the doc. He is just, he's an incredible human being, and yes, we will give him a ten out of ten. Um, Jack Carroll. Interesting. Well, he, how many games did he end up playing? Four or five? So, he played... He, just quietly as well, just got to acknowledge, Sam Doherty was one of three players to play all yeah. 22 no, games no, this incredible. year. So, I think, Carroll played, I think Carroll played five games. He played five games this year. One of them was that sub-affected where he came on against Collingwood and probably lowered his colours. We didn't see him again, which is fine. He's, he's game against North Melbourne and probably Adelaide were really, really good. His North Melbourne was his debut. Yeah. And he was exceptional. Yep. He was very good. He was. He was. And I, I think, you know, he obviously, you know, he, he, didn't, he only got the limited opportunity, but I think he showed enough to suggest that we'll monitor him for next year and see what's doing. And I think his game against Sydney was good as well. I can't quite remember that one as much, but... He played okay against the Giants. Wasn't yeah. great. It was definitely the first two that stand out for me. But, but yeah. no, I think there's definitely a bit to work with once again. You know, it was his second year at the club, first year having a crack at it. For me, I'll give him I'll give him a five. A five? Well, hang on. You're putting, you said yourself, you know, you've got to put yeah. things into perspective. I am. Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm going to give him a seven. You know why I'm giving him a five? Because there was a stage in that season where if he was good enough to 
go on with that form, he would have played the whole year. So you reckon if he would have carried that into like the Sydney Collingwood games, he would have ended up yeah. just playing the whole year? I think he would have played most of it, yeah. I think there was an opportunity for him at one point to actually solidify a spot. Yeah, I guess Honey eventually got that opportunity. Not even, even like the noon spot. I think there, there was, a, yeah, Honey, there was a big chance for him to solidify a spot. And, he, and I'm not saying it's an issue that he couldn't because it's yeah. not an issue. Yeah. But I just think, you know, that's why it's more of a five. Fair enough. I'm going to give him, I'll give him a six made in the middle. Okay. Six out of ten. You don't 10. have to meet me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I like taking your opinion on board when I make my mind up, but I'm, uh, I'm going to give him a... I'm not taking yours on board. Yeah, well, I don't give a shit. I'm giving him a <laughs> six out of ten. Um, Brody Kemp, he played four games this year. A couple um, sub-affected ones. <clears throat> couple sub-affected ones. Um, yeah, look, this was a very hard year to judge. Very difficult year to judge. Um, also, like... He, he was thrown everywhere. Yeah, he, no, no. Well, he, was th- he was thrown not only like not in the season, everywhere. but within thrown, games. Yeah, he was thrown into the deep end. He was played out of complete necessity when the key defenders were just at an all-time low. But he, you know, we saw even against the Fremantle game, he probably after midway through the third quarter, he came into the game really nicely. A lot of people rated his Giants game in round nine. I didn't. Um <laughs> In the St. Kilda game, he was half okay as well. And then I think he had a sub game. Uh, look, Kemp's a tough one. I'll probably give him... And his VFL... There was a VFL game I was watching. This is hilarious. So he started the match in the forward line. Yeah. They moved him back. And then they moved him back into the forward line. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It, was, it sums it up for him. I'm probably going to give him a four and a half. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'll give him a five out of ten. Just rounds it up. I think it was... Good effort by him to get into the side, um, completely out of position when he played in the back line. Like, he's not a defender, and it shows because he was playing in at full forward in the VFL when everyone was available. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't even think we know what position he is yet, bro. I think it's probably going to be in the in the back line. I think so. Even though he played the last month of the VFL, the full forward? Yeah. You reckon then he's still a defender? Yep. So what are they doing? I don't know. Well, that's just where uh, the the footy well, the footy I've watched. He's looked a bit more comfortable in the back line. Well, he was recruited as a utility, as a, as a oversized mid. Yeah, yeah. We're really we're re- yeah putting a lot of mayo on the utility call, aren't we? What do you as, mean? As in, like we're just completely taking advantage of it. They're shuffling him everywhere. Yeah, it's tough for him. They're making life hard for him. Anyway, we'll see what happens next year with Brody Kemp. But yes, I will give him a 5 out of 10. Sam Walsh? Now, this is going to be an interesting one to rate. Um, and we will sort of get a move on things because we're taking a while. Yeah. But very quickly, I thought Walsh had a fantastic season that could have been better, if I'm being brutally yeah, honest. no, I, I agree. His disposal was good without being great. Didn't and hit I, the scoreboard as much as last well, year? Didn't hit the scoreboard as much as last year. And I, and, I, and I do think the disposal sort of let him down in patches this year. I'm going to give Walsh a 9 out oh. of 10. Yeah, I was going to go the same. But He had a great year. But it had the capacity... Yeah, to be a 10 out of 10. could have been bigger. No, he had an amazing like, He could easily come top five in the brown, though. He could. He probably won't. Um, Odds. Gamble responsibly. But yeah, anyway. But yeah. Very no, no, happy Walsh, Walsh had a great year. Um, great year. Nine out of 10. Uh, moving on. Corey Durden. 
Yeah, well, this was his first proper crack at it, wasn't it? First proper crack at it. He can and hold his head up very, very high. He dropped off a bit as the season got older, but uh, we've got. I think we've got a player there. Just a really crafty little high half forward. I completely agree. I think we've got a player there. I think he's clean and, yeah, just... He has the attributes to become something special. I think his first half of the season was exceptional, and his second half of the season definitely dropped off a bit. But as you expect with a player... In what his third year of football is it his first or his sorry is his second or third? It was his second year. Se- sorry, it's his second year of yeah. I'm gonna give Corey Durden an eight out of ten for his season, all things considered, uh, from where he's come from, and hope that he takes his football to another level. Yeah, next I'll, ma- year. I'll match you. He made the spot his own. Yeah, and, and I that's mean, so important. You know, you look at his stats this year. So he's pl- he's ended yeah, up but- playing 21 games, 15 goals. If we can get 25 goals next year. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Lucky Plowman. Ooh. I'm going to make a mammoth call here. Yeah. Straight out of the blocks. I haven't thought about him for a while. So he only played 15 games. Yep. Couple of sub. One of them was the sub. And that's the least amount of games he's played in his career at Carlton other than 2018. Okay. So 2018, he only played 13 games. He must have been injured. Yeah. But um, yes, he's played 15 games, less than any other year at the club where he's been fully fit. Now, they he wasn't in the best 22 at any no. point in the year. The, oh, he his, probably was at some point. Nah, because I think when he was playing... Oh, waiting for Marchbank McGovern. There were players that were out. That yeah. were, and, and, and it shows, because when Marchbank and McGovern were fit, they yeah. played ahead of him. Well, he didn't start the season. <coughs> he didn't... Excuse me. He didn't start the year in the team. He didn't end the year in the team. Yes, correct. So, I'll just start off by saying that. But what I will say is I actually think when he played, we saw some of his best footy for the club. Is that? He played a couple of really good games. I the, think... The Giants game was I just good. Think, the North Melbourne game was good. I just think... Both Giants games were good, He was fact. not chaotic. No, no. And he didn't make stupid mistakes this year. No. Well, he, he had some really... Bozo games, but he had some really like you got to take the good with the bad with him. But at the end of the day, he's yeah, he's, as in look, he's, he's a depth player, which is fine. I was going to say that's fine depth. It's fine, have. and you know what? He's not in the twenty-two. No, but I think I liked what I saw of him this year because he was a depth player. Yes, but you know what's funny? I just want to say this: every team has those players who may not be best twenty-two players, but they always somehow manage to weasel their way yeah. in when it comes finals time. Oh, yeah. Like, if we were to play a final series, whether it be next year or the year after, whenever it is, I just feel like he'd play. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's one of those players. Like, Jason Johannesson hasn't been in the Bulldogs team all year, and he weasels his way in for the finals. Marcus Davies did the same. Yeah, but do you get what I mean with Plowman? Yeah, no, I I get it. They they, they wouldn't have played him, but I get what you're trying to say. Like, there's players across... Because it's it's safe. They know what they're going to get. It's a bit of experience. It's a bit of reliability. Um, yeah, I just feel like he's one of those guys who would bop up for a, for a game in the finals. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to rate his season a five. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a five. Jack Martin, uh, he played 12 games, kicked 12 goals, averaged 10 disposals. Straight into the rating, I'm going to give him a four. I'll say three. Um, it was a terrible season as a whole. Yeah, well, you've just changed your... You've, you've just gone... Oh, like saying a eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time next year, might be saying the eulogy after his contract ends. Um, 
He just yeah, had a really look. bad year. But we saw a little glimpse against the D's in the second last round. He has to, has to lift his game next year. It's all about those second tier players carrying their own weight and bringing the list up. And he's part of that. He has to go to another level. Yeah. No, he's a, he's, the, the, he's they, a barometer they, for us. They like playing him. I know they like him in the team. Mm. He has to be, he has to lift. All right. And he's got to get his body right. Yeah, he does. Caleb Marchbank. Well, I've always been, not a critic of his, but I've never been, I've never been convinced on You've Marchbank. You've never been a fan. That's I've fair. Not, yeah, I've never been a fan, but I've never been a critic. Yeah. Well, he's never been playing really. But we've always said he's the type of player that he, if he ever plays, he's just going to end up being like a bonus. I th- I was very impressed with the four games he played this year. Yep, like super. And once again, it's a great story. He hadn't played since middle of twenty nineteen. Yep, so it's a great story that he got out into the park and then he ranged and came back and he was vital at the end of the year. I I, I thought he had you couldn't have done much more on the field. I'll give his season as a whole. I'll give him a seven. Yep, I'm going to give him a seven as well. He only played. What was it? Four, did you say? Four yeah, games? Yeah, four games. Um, so, yeah, we'll give him a seven. Jacob Wiedering. This is interesting. Let's say, uh, let's quickly summarize. So, he had a very good first half of the season. Brilliant. As was, good as, as, good was, as it gets. The was, premier key defender in the game. Was the best defender in the competition up until he injured his shoulder against Collingwood. Never came back the same player. I do think he finished the season a bit stronger than, I think his last game, I think he was good against Collingwood. Um, yeah, I don't know. Weeders is a tough one to judge because he's he was so good early and then was still good but not as good. I'm gonna give him a seven. Well, I was gonna do the same because I was gonna rate his first half of the year probably a ten. Well, it was a ten, and his second the best half was probably a four. And I'll average him out to be a seven. Mm. He'll be right. He'll be right. Uh, Sam Durden only played the one game. We're not up to Nick Newman number twenty-four. Well, it says here that oh, sorry. Gee, that's really weird. My app has Durden at number 24. I should have known. Yeah. Yes, Nick Newman. Nick Newman. Um, actually played, had a pretty good year until he got injured. Yep. I'm he, gonna... would have, he would have played all 22 games, if not for Definitely. the knee scrape at the Adelaide Oval. Um, so he, he became quite important. You know, Played about... 19 games, yeah. average 20 disposals. Um, the stat that probably stands out to me, well, there's you know four rebound 50s, average six marks. I probably would have given Newman an eight. Had he not yeah. got injured? I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, I'll give him a I seven he had as a very well. reasonable year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, he sort of stood up in big moments for us and no, big no, games no. for us. I've got no issues with him. Zach Fisher played one of three players with Doherty and Charlie Kernow to play all 22 games, averaged 19 disposals, kicked 18 goals, averaged three inside 50s a game, um, averaged six score involvements a game. Yeah. What do we give Fisher's season out of 10, Bolt? Um, I, I thought he improved out of sight. He became... I think he found his role. Wasn't consistent with it week on week, which is where the... But also was thrown around a bit. Come, yeah, like, he moved into the midfield. No, I'll, I'll give him a seven and a half. I thought he had a pretty decent... It was, I thought it was his best year at the club. Yeah, I, I'm going to give him an eight. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, yes, very keen and looking forward to what next year brings for Zach Fisher because that might be a player who takes his game to another level. Luke Parks was unfortunately delisted. He only played one game for us. Sorry, two games for us this year. Um, And yeah, I mean, tough with Luke Parks. He just didn't didn't really take his opportunities, let's put it that way. Um, Got injured and was delisted. So, yeah, that's... All the best to him. 
all the best. Um, Mark Pittenet, he only played eight games. Started the season like a house on fire and then got injured yep. and then sort of came back and was very average. Yeah, I, th- I still think he played well in the last game of the year. Well, he didn't play well against Adelaide and he didn't play no. well against Melbourne. No, no, no. Um, I'm yeah. still going to say that game against Melbourne was probably the worst individual performance of the season. Yeah, it'll be on the podium at least. Um, it was a tough year for Pittenette. I'll give him a... Yeah, it's going to be a five for me. Oh, I was going to say four and a half, so there we go. Yeah. But, you know, but he's important. We need him on the park next year, and we need really healthy competition between he and De Connings. I still don't think there's room for both of them. Yeah, so no, I agree. So it's that gets going. David Cunningham, well, he didn't play. Who knows if he'll get a contract for next year. We'll speak about that yep. with Nick. Uh, Georgie Hewitt, well, let's speak about George. He only played 15 games, but he averaged 28 disposals, kicked four goals. He went at 80%. He averaged seven score involvements, five marks, seven clearances, four inside 50s. George Hewitt, nine out of ten for me. He was absolutely outstanding this season and revolutionized our midfield. I'm at you. A clear nine. He was outstanding whilst on the... It's such a shame he got injured as well. It's such a crucial time of the year. But he was outstanding for us. Yeah. It sounded like he was really close to playing that last game of the year. But, you know, backs are really tough to manage. But what a player. What, what a, a player, what a indeed. recruit. Yeah, incredible. Um, Charlie Kerno. Well, one of three players to play all 22 games after all the knee injuries and struggles that he's been through. Kicked 64 goals. I mean, it's it's insanity, really. Yeah, as in to not play for... I know he played the last four games all night. Can I just... I've got to give myself a pat on the back here. Do you remember how adamant I was last this time last year? I said he has to play those games at the back end of 2021. Yeah. Because he has to come into the 2022 season off the back of something. Otherwise, you know, he's still going to be on delay. And his first game wasn't great this year, but he just took flight after the Coleman medalist, the All-Australian forward pocket. Um, it's a clear 10 out of 10 season for Charles. He exceeded all expectation. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, there were a few moments where maybe he could have kicked more goals, but he, you know, he had a terrific season. His hands are beautiful. He's such a, he's such a, what's the word? He's such a, um, he's just so unique. He's such a diverse player in the air on the ground. 100%. He'd be so hard to defend against. So he should, it's a 10 for me. Yep. 10 out of 10, 100%. Tom Williamson. Well, it says he played a game because he was the sub in in round round one. one and he was sacked halfway through the year. Um, Still hasn't really come out what happened there. Don't know if we'll ever find out. Doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, simple as that. Uh, disappointing to see his career end that way because I still think his first year of AFL football was really good and I was sort of thought we might have a player there. Um, it's funny to think, Bold, isn't it, that he was the sub in round one? Like he could have been. And, yeah. and, you know, to look where he is now. Yeah. Sure but, um, yeah, that's probably the perfect way to describe it. Um, Jack Nunes, he was delisted, but a major part of our team in season 2022. He played 16 games. Um, didn't start the, the the season in the team, and you've got to give him some credit because he had to work his way into the team. Yep. Um, and yeah, you know, there's not much really... I mean, what can well, we say about like Jack that, Nunes? You've got to take the good with the bad. There's going to be some really ga- the games where he exceeds all your expectations. There's going to be some where he, I guess, affirms your belief that he's no good. 
So uh, for me, it's a five out of ten. You know, I'm sitting on the fence here. I think he was a really handy depth player over the last three years. Well, he didn't. He became a. He's played a big part in our team the last three years, and I think you know when you when all is said and done, we got the most we could have out of Jack Nunes as a delisted free agent. One hundred percent. I don't think we could have asked for much more from Jack Nunes in terms of. Oh, we got everything was, out yeah, of him. I, I, and you know what? It's a shame that he's not going to be around the club in an off-field capacity, if that makes sense. Yeah, as in... Provi- I, he would have provided good leadership, good experience, set good standards. I never really had an issue with him. I, 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 I quite... Yeah, he is one player who you never had an issue with. No, I quite... I, I didn't like him, but I just... He didn't piss me off. Because yeah, I think we maximise everything we could have out of a delisted free agent like that. So. Yeah. All the best to him. All the best to him. That is correct. He would have ended up playing nearly 50 games for us. Yeah, I think he did. Did he? Yeah. Well, he would have played every game last year. Played 16 this year. Played 17 the year before. Sorry, so it's 17, 19, and 16. Yeah, it's, what is that? Um, I'll find it here for you. Um, how many? Yeah, yeah. He played... Yeah, 52. 52, yeah. Well, good on Jack Nunes. Um... Lewis Young. Sorry, and we'll give what do you give Nunes out of ten? Five. Yeah, I'll give him a five. Well, um Lewis, Lewis Young. Young. Well didn't start the year in the team. We went Oscar McDonald ahead of Young for the first fortnight. Yeah. So Young had to work his way into that side as well and became undroppable, really. Mm. He took the opportunity with both hands and he played himself into our team. He was terrific. He was absolutely terrific, Lewis Young, and he uh ended up playing, I think it was nineteen games. I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10 considering what, you know, what he came from. And something that I mentioned before, those last two games of the year, that's when you really see who, you know, who steps up in the big moments. Lewis Young was exceptional in both. Probably his two best games of the year. So I wasn't happy with his five or six weeks prior to that last fortnight. And I thought he was our best player by a mile against the D's. Mm. And he was really, really good against Collingwood. So... You know, he did have a good year, and I'll give him an eight and a half. Actually, he had a he had a fabulous year. Yeah. You know, as a whole, you know, this was a guy that we traded Petrovsky Seedon for. Essentially, <laughs> it's an absolute laugh, really, laugh. that we turned Petrovsky Seedon into that. Like yeah. Lewis Young, he's going to be our. He's going to play twenty two games for the next five, yeah. six, seven, no, very eight years. Very important pillar. You know, we've done very well, so he can be happy with himself. Absolutely, and as a key position player. You know, and we mentioned the age demographic as well, just 23 years old. He's just going to get better and better. Sam Philp, well, he didn't play this year, uh, played a bit of VFL, got injured, going to skip that one. Uh, he is contracted for next year, so he's not going anywhere. Ed Kerno, now, this is an interesting one. We'll probably speak more about this with Nick, yeah, but we will. he didn't play a game this year. He's going to be 33 years old in November. They've just given him a one-year contract extension that hasn't been made official by the club. Yeah, but you, we know but, it's coming. But we know, it's, we know that's happened. Um, so, yeah, we'll speak more about that in the next edition of this season review with Nick Wishart. Josh Honey, he only played five games this year, missed the whole first half of the year with injury. Very underwhelming when he came into the side in the second half of the year, I'll be honest. But um, I still think providing he can have a full preseason and actually be fit, we might have a player there. Um, would you agree with that, Bolt? I'm, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> Very interesting. I'm not sure. As in, he provided nothing. He really didn't do enough. He was good last year when he played. and I He feel- was much better when he played in 2021. He just didn't do enough this year. I don't know what it was. He just really struggled to get involved. 
It was the one game where he looked a bit more competent. The one that he got dropped. It was after Adelaide. <laughs> oh, before the Crows game, the Giants game. Yeah. At Marvel, yeah. Yeah, that Giants game, he looked a bit better. He hit the scoreboard and then he got dropped. But, um, oh, he got managed, whatever it was. Yeah, um, he played five in a row at one point, so. Yeah. He, I actually thought he was going to be in trouble on the list. I didn't know if he was going to get. We well, got contract. a one-year extension. I know he did. I, did. I thought he was going to be in trouble. He'll be right, mate. He'll be right. I know you're confident. I'm going to give you season a three and a half. <laughs> it's a bit of a slap in the face. I'm going to give him a four and a half, considering he missed the whole first half of the year with injury yep. and was able to end up playing half of the AFL games that he could have. For me, I see it as there's no reason why he couldn't have, you know, at least showed a bit more spark like Motlop did. No, if I agree Motlop with can that. Do it, like he can. Uh, I just think, well, hang on. He's a small forward, and the reason he's so good as a small forward is because he's a bigger-bodied small forward. Yeah. But they made him play that Jack Martin role, that third, fourth tall role. But he was probably worse at it than Jack Martin. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree, no. but I don't think that's what he's good at. Anyway, Yeah. let's wait and see with Josh Honey. Still think there's a play there. Jordan Boyd, he got a two-year contract extension. He played seven games this year. I want to speak about this with Nick to get his thoughts, but I, whilst I loved what I saw from him before he got injured, and that's another really unfortunate injury, but yeah. I loved what I saw before he got injured. I thought he was top three on the ground for us against Essendon and probably against Richmond no, as well. No, Richmond was the game. That was the Sorry, game. it was yeah. the Richmond yeah. game. Yeah. It was the Richmond game. Top three on the ground against Richmond. He was very good against Essendon as well, um, but I'm a little bit worried that we might be jumping the gun. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I do, and I'm keen to discuss it. We'll, we'll speak but about it with Wishart. But we watch, I watched this guy at that non-official pre-season game at our compound. Against St. Kilda. Against St. Kilda, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then to know that five weeks later, he actually played a senior game against Hawthorne, I couldn't believe what was happening. So we, let's, let's just put... Let's, let's tell everyone what we said at that game. Oh, I turned... We we were sitting, you and I and our great mate, Josh Port, and we were yeah. sitting there and what did you say? I just turned to him and said, this guy will never play. <laughs> <laughs> I said, he will never play. And I'm happy to say it now because I did say it. It was, yeah. And I, I was proven oh so very wrong. And he started slow, but he showed some good defensive attributes. Definitely. I know you hated the game, but I we thought we went over to Perth in the round six game and oh, thought, I thought he was okay. Was terrible. But we thought he was okay in that game. Um the Hawthorne game he but he was good when he came on as the sub against the Gold Coast on the Gold Coast as well. But yeah, definitely his last two but it was a shame he went down because he would have played the, the back half of the year. He'd have played every game. He would the Richmond game he was brilliant. So I'm gonna give you season well from where he's the expectations, it's probably a 12. But in all seriousness, I'll give him a six. Yeah, I'm going to give him a six as well. But let's speak about him with Nick because I do think we need to be cautious with him um, in terms of overrating him. Uh, Sam Durden only played the one game mid-season draft pick. He's got a one-year extension, which I'm really happy about because I looked at him. I watched the back end of the VFL season and I was very impressed. I think it's, you know, he's not a best 22 player. No. He never will be. But this is a really good depth option. Depth option. Yeah. I think this is an upgrade on our depth options that we've had in the past. I'm not sure about that yet. Because, you know, I just think it's, I, th- I think it's, I think it's better than Oscar McDonald. Well, I come from the position where you can't delist them both at the same time. Yeah. And McDonald's back was crook, so you had to keep Durden. Um, yeah. He, what, he only played the one game against Richmond, was it? Yeah. 
yeah, he wasn't great in it, but we'll see what happens. Oh, it was a week after he was picked up. No, I know, I know. <laughs> it's tough to give him any rating. Um, Will Hayes. Well, he's already left us. So he signed well, Oscar an McDonald's number thirty-nine. Sorry, Oscar McDonald. Well, Oscar yeah. is very seat. Quite a couple. I, of I think with Oscar McDonald. He just it, never it's got so going. unlucky it's because so stiff. he was very good in the first two weeks of the year. No, no, no. He wasn't very good. Hang on. He was great against Richmond. Yeah, he, he, was, he was fine he against was the Bulldogs. Half, well, he got subbed off at halftime. Yeah, but he was Bulldogs. great against Richmond in round yeah, one. Well, yeah, he just never got going. And mm. it was the only full game he played for us, that round one game this year. Yeah. I mean, last year he, he was played the half in the game. First three games. I think he kicked a couple goals he in was, each game. He was br- no, no, he was brilliant when he came on as a sub against Richmond. Then he was, he was our best player in the second half, yeah. <laughs> and then he was unused in round two and three as mm. the sub. So he just never got going. It's a shame for him. It is a shame for him, and I, I, I think he could be the type of player who could go and play two years in the VFL and actually play twenty-two games, and then another club might come and say, Maybe, "We'll give you one uh, final crack." He'd have to get going. I think his back's just that shot. Yeah, it's a shame because they, they rated him. him above Young at the start of the year. So, like, I feel like if he's fair, I th- I th- yeah, I don't know. I thought he was, was great. If, if his back was half decent, they probably might have thought, eh, "We'll give you another year," but obviously not. Mm. Will Hayes is Will already Hayes, left us. Well, in he an got job. an eighteen-month. Co- I mean. Really, this this I'm sorry. I said on the night it was crazy. I, I'm sorry. This this pisses me off so much, and we'll speak about it with Nick Wishart very shortly in our second instalment of this off season. Uh, sorry, season review. But this really pisses me off. Um, it's a complete waste of a mid season draft pick. And you look at the other clubs who, who they've picked up, and there've been some great picks in the mid season oh, draft. Like there've been some. Look at Collingwood on the weekend. You know, you've got Ash Johnson and John Noble and like these mm. guys. Josh Carmichael's might get a look in this I was going to say, league. Josh Carmichael's a great pick. As in, it's just silly. It, it's a complete waste. Like we've had some absolute doozies. Jordan Boyd might end up being a good one. Might. Might. But we've had, like, DeLucas and we've had Will Hayes. Murkov. Murkov. Like, you'd think we'd get a bit more from this mid-season draft. Uh-huh. Anyway, we'll speak about that with the great man Nick Wishart in the second uh, installment Dominic Aquay, he didn't play a game this year. Um, we'll see where he goes. He, he looked was... okay in the ruck in the VFL the other week against Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, he looked okay in the ruck. I think he's look, he's so raw. We're not going to see him for the next two years, but if he continues to progress, he might be a future player for the club. Uh, he's definitely got some attributes which I like, so we'll wait and see how he goes in the twos. Adam Saad, 10 out of 10 season. Um, 22 disposals a game. He played 21 games. He was exceptional. Five marks. He averaged five rebound 50s a game. Yeah. yeah. Is oh, there an anything, Australian yeah. halfback flank. Is there just, anything bad that we can say about no, this man? What a dynamic player. What a blessing. That I've he, got something bad that I can say. What? Why did the Wolf not start earlier? Yeah, well. Should have been round one. Yeah, he had a brilliant <laughs> season. A really, really good season. I'll give him a nine and a half, but... Mm, I'm yeah. giving him a 10. Sensation. I don't think he could have been better at what he did. Yeah, well, he was chosen as the best halfback flanker in the league. I think... So. And, and hang on a second. In in that position... There was a lot of competition. There was so much competition. But yes, Adam Saad, uh, he's your favourite player, Bolt, and I can see why. Will Setterfield. Now, this is going to be a hot topic with Nick. He played only 13 games this year. Was playing the first sort of eight weeks... It's almost like he played the first six, played the last six. Yeah. Um, Lost him in the middle. 
we've heard, you know, murmurs that he's not being offered a contract for next year and being told to wait. We'll wait and see. We'll speak about that more with uh, with Nick. But what would you give your season out of 10, Bolt? A four? Yeah, I'm going to go with a four as well. I, I just think it's so disappointing because that 2020 season really thought broke out a bit. Yeah, he's going to be a very central figure in how... <coughs> He's going to Excuse be me. a very central figure into how our list is dealt with over the off-season. Yeah, I agree. How shape. Definitely agree. Matt Owies, so I think he started... I'm going to say with Owies, so he played 17 games. How many? What round did he get injured? When did he go out of the team? He was a laid out for the Freo game, round 15. So I thought he had a very good first 15 weeks. Yep. But when he came back into the side... Yeah. Terrible. From the Adelaide guys, he played the last four games. Yeah. Gee, costly. Costly. Very costly. Costly on the rating system. Like, I would have given him a seven or an eight for his first 15 games. Yeah. He became very important for us. He just became, yeah, really annoying. I'll, give him, it, I'll give him a six. Yeah, I'm going to give him a six as well. Because he's still fresh. Yeah, as in his... Hang on, he's also 25 years old. He's But, you know, he hasn't played a lot of football. Yeah, he's very fresh. That was really his second year of playing. Yeah. Um, Murkov, well, he didn't play hard to give him a rating. Now, this man is fitting to end with this man. This will be interesting. <laughs> this could get out of hand. This could get... This could get really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Should we weird. start with the rating or the explanation? <laughs> Matthew Cottrell played 15, 18 games this year. He averaged 15 disposals, including sub-affected games. Now, that's crazy. Kicked nine goals, and all of them were big goals. Four marks a game, four score involvements a game. These numbers would be so much higher if they weren't COVID-affected. I don't... Uh, uh, sorry, um, sub-affected. I don't know how to get his non-sub-affected numbers, but... He was the sub in four... In five of those games. So, five of his... Eight, so, a quarter of his games, basically, he was the sub in. Yeah. He played 18. And he still managed to average these numbers, the 15 disposals, the four score involvements, the four marks, the two tackles, the two inside yep. 50s. I'm too scared to go first with this rating. It has to be a nine. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. The guy shouldn't have been on the list at the end at the start of the year. Oh my and he's God. just signed a deal till the end of 2024. Oh, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It has to be. It's he came absolutely from, extraordinary. He came from a position lower than the basement level. <laughs> he was in the sewer. Oh, that is extraordinary. I don't think... I thought it was wrong to have kept him on the list at the end of 2021. <laughs> well, and we all said, what, what's the point? Why are I we agree. keeping him on? And he, and at the time, it was probably valid and he showed us. He's, he was great. He was the substitute of the season. Bailey Banfield might be in that conversation now, but Cottrell was incredible as the sub, and he made that wing his own. He was the safest person on the wing. He couldn't have had a better year, personally. He couldn't have. And he's just signed a two-year deal. Nine, what did I say? Nine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. All things considered. You know, I was a little- you know, at the start of the podcast, when I said that we've got to do these ratings, all things considered, mm. I said that with Matt Cottrell in mind, because I knew I wanted <laughs> to give him a big rating. Uh, I'll be honest. I was I was scared. I, I wanted to give... I, I thought, oh, I've got to be a bit conservative here and give him an eight, but I was still scared to give him that eight. So I'm happy you've gone with the nine. I'm going to give him an eight. Okay. 
But yeah, oh, it's hard because yeah, like him for, for his own season, in terms of what he got out of the season, expectations and where he's come from, it's probably a ten. Yeah, but, oh, he's, yeah, no, wow. He'd be, um, yeah, no, he, he's good on him. But 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 we got to keep going. I was going to say going. this is only the start. This is only the start. But you know what? He kicked some massive goals this year to keep us in games. And, uh, yeah, Matty Cottrell, what a way to end the show, Bolt. Yeah. Uh, That's part one. Stay tuned. That is part one of our 2022 season review in the books. It went a little bit longer than we thought it would, but part two... This will be a bit more of an in-depth conversation. Part two, the burning questions. Part two is going to be... We've now dissected the players. We got that one out of the way. Part two is going to be... you know where we stand with them all. Yes. Now we can speak about them, discuss... You know, trades, discuss what we need, discuss who might not get a contract yet next cool. year that hasn't been delisted yet. We're going to go through the Twitter questions because we've got a stack of yes. those as well. And uh, we're going to go through some interesting Twitter polls, which I posted, which I have the numbers in front of me now. Nice. So, Blue Baggers Part 2 uh, will be released. Should we release them at the same time? A few yeah. days apart, maybe? Yeah. We'll make you wait. 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. see. I will see. We'll see. Part one in the books, part two with Nick Wishart coming up very shortly. Blue Baggers, thank you for tuning into our season review part one. Bolt, thank you. Thank you. And we will do it all again in about five minutes with Nick. <laughs> Go Blues. And they will know that-